0: The Hawaii Sports Radio Network on
1: 95.1 FM and AM760 presents Wake Up in the Den with Kule Agbayani.
2: Good morning, beautiful people. Let's wake up in the den. Kule Agbayani alongside Paul Brett. Happy Aloha Monday. It's weird. I almost feel like it was like a three-day weekend because a lot happened following the completion of Friday morning show. And just crazy, crazy news breaking in the world of sports. One being, as you heard our Chaz Antai saying, Shohei Otani officially becoming a Dodger. Ugh, we'll take that how you must. But we'll get to that a little later in the show. Also, Dylan Gabriel lands in Oregon. It's one of the crystal ball guesses that we were kind of thinking uh, when he first announced that he was entering into the transfer portal. It's like yeah, maybe he'll end up on a West Coast school. And yes, he is. He is going to Oregon. Also, something we'll get to into later Last night Paul and I obviously were out calling the UH HPU men's basketball game. A, a pretty exciting matchup, a lot of stuff to dissect as we know we keep our post game short, but this is almost going to be like our extended post game show coming up on here. But first, want to get into the craziness that was the NFL yesterday. We're back, baby. The Bears club dub, club dub. The Bears and the Jets getting dubs over that day. it's a wild wild world that we live in that is NFL football when the Bears for the first time under Matt Eberflus went back to back games Woo-hoo! it was a miracle and then on the flip side the crying city Chiefs lose back to back games for the first time in a, I think like a really really long time and with the playoff picture shaping up could potentially have to play a playoff game on the road for once in the career of Patrick Mahomes. Oh, sad. Play that small violin. Uh, And I say the crying Chiefs because that's exactly what it was with them getting all aggro about a call that was, was clearly right. the correct call and just because the referee didn't warn the receiver about being so blatantly off sides... It was just, it was a whole thing. But before we get into that and more of the NFL games, here is what Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes had to say during his little post game rant.
1: Offensive, all sides, it's. It's it's something that I mean, you, as a, as a like I said, elementary school, we talk about. You line up, you point to the ref. You're good. You're not good. If not, they come to you. They talk. You need to get off the ball more. You need to be on the ball more. You have a discussion. I mean, and that's 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 the ref's job. I mean, they you want to have an open discussion so that you can go out there and put the best product you can on the field. Um, And for him to throw that flag, no explanation, no anything. And I I saw the picture and I mean, he probably is, I mean, barely off, barely off sides. But for him to to take the game into his hands over a a call like that, that doesn't affect the play at all, at all, didn't affect anything. Um, I mean, it's just tough, man. And like I said, man, that's a Hall of Fame tight end making a Hall of Fame play that won't be shown because we threw a flag on for an offensive offsides. And so it takes away from not only this game and this season, but from, A legendary career that Travis has had and I mean that hurts me because I know how how hard he works for it
0: the gist of it call one way not the other
1: no I mean that the thing is I'd rather let let us play man like let us play the game and then whatever happens happens like the whole throwing the flag and deciding the game one or another um, that that that's what hurts me that's why like last week I didn't say anything because it's it's letting us play, man. Let us let us go out there and win the game. And I said, I'd rather than let us play and go out there and, and see who wins. I mean, that's what you want as a competitor is you, you practice all week to go out there and try to win, and uh, you want it to be about the your team and that team and see what happens. You never want it to be. You don't want to be talking about this stuff after the game. Um, and and, I, and, I, and that, that's 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 it, man. I'm not worried about if there was a flag on the next player or whatever. Like, not a flag. It's. I just want to. I want to go out there and play, and then see what happens at the end. See what the score is, and then and then then we could I can live with the results.
2: Oh, Patrick Mahomes! Now we're starting to get into Tom Brady territory in the sense <laughs> that just crying and complaining about the result because of the referees and and yes, he was correct to an extent where the refs do tend to tell the receivers or warn them if they are lined up offside. However, it is the receiver's responsibility to look at the referee and kind of get the okay where they are or the ref will kind of motion, either not give a thumbs up or shake their head or just not say anything so that the offensive player can you know correct himself before the ball is snapped neither of those things happen so the you know what yes the play was a very very beautiful play it was but you know what travis kelsey is still a hall of famer so it's not like it completely ruined this man's career as patrick Mahomes has kind of alluded to it was a beautiful play but Nonetheless, it was a penalty. The ref essentially did his job in throwing the flag where the flag was warranted because your receiver did not check whether or not they were offside. And when you look at all of the photos, I mean, common sense, at least how I would see it, is there are hash marks on the field. If you see the further hash mark where the li- the ball is lined up against behind maybe about a couple inches behind one of the hash marks and you look at the hash that's closer to you and you see that your foot is in front of the hash mark common sense would be like hey maybe I'm a little bit in front of the ball it were it would be different if there were no lines on the field then you know it's all just perception but (laughs) everything about that play was so blatantly obvious and for the most part I'm like I feel like Patrick Mahomes being that he is a very, very good teammate, by all accounts, he has the respect of the locker room. Everybody loves this guy as a, a not only a teammate and, of course, an incredible player, one of the best, if not the best quarterbacks in the league right now, but it feels like Patrick Mahomes is maybe taking his frustrations out on the referees because let's be real here his receiving core aside from Travis Kelsey have just been horrendous dropping passes and something like a Kadarius Tony just not smart at all like just he's the one that messed up that play for the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes not wanting to yell at his teammates like we've seen Tom Brady do or an Aaron Rodgers is, you know what? He's just letting it all out on the refs. Was it right? No, because that that call was a hundred percent correct. And again, Kadarius Toney didn't do his Job, his literal job as a professional, to check with the referee first. So it's just, it's a whole thing, and it, it's a, it's a bad look for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid to complain about something like the referees, especially in that little audio clip that we heard right there. Patrick Mahomes basically saying, "You know, let us play." And we've seen so, as fans, we've I don't seen disagree it happen. With
0: him. I don't disagree with him about letting them play because the officials, how many times at the end of games this year have we talked about the officials? It has been. I mean, for God's sake, it was last week. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the biggest thing for the Chiefs where it's two weeks in a row now where there is a call that doesn't necessarily go their way. And in that sense, you get frustrated in that case, guess what? Last week it was kind of evening things out because they they got a call and then they didn't get a call. This week it's one where, like you said, Kadarius Tony was just dumb, like just straight up. Yeah. And I hate I hate to call people dumb. I hate to to say anything like that or disparage character or or any human being. But Kadarius Tony this season has made so many mental errors, and if you ask Giants fans, I'm sure they would tell you before they made the trade to the Chiefs that. <laughs> Guess what? This guy makes a ton of mental errors. He's always hurt. He doesn't care enough. And got last night yeah. it lost them a game.
2: Putting it in NBA terms, he would be like a J.R. Smith, by the way, for those of you that nice. are like
0: Respect respect J.R. Smith <laughs> Nick's legend. No, but you're you're spot on. It's
2: like great player, but Sometimes, yeah, but sometimes the mind just making. turns
0: yeah. off and you're like, what are you doing? But yes, you're right where Mahomes, he's not going to go after his teammates, especially publicly. Yeah. And it's easier to go after the officials yeah. because guess what? Like I just said, they do screw up every week really poorly. I have to delete multiple tweets from my <laughs> timeline each Sunday because I get emotional about how bad these people are at their jobs. But also, this is the one time that they did their job correctly. <laughs> like they did it, it,
2: it right it was a foul it was a penalty it was, they like, called the game appropriately in that moment it's i can understand it stinks if, sure but if, ugh if kadarius tony did do like the check and the ref like didn't indicate that he was offsides. Then I can kind of see that because he is right that the refs will tend to give warnings, but you do have to do your part of the job. Like I mean, it's it's kind of funny that he used the term Patrick Mahomes did in that little post game clip that you know it's it's elementary football that the refs warn us. I was like, yeah, in yeah. elementary, in high school football, yeah, maybe you know that's when they warn you ahead of time without you checking. Like this is the NFL. You're a professional your guy should know what to do and that he needs to check. I'm like, this is not elementary football. This is professional football. So I get it. We, we complain about the refs all the time, but to an extent you got to like, it was a penalty. It was called. And I, I understand. And like I said, I a hundred percent, percent believe not only is it built up from last week but just in general because the Chiefs Patrick Mahomes is a winner he wants to win he yes he doesn't want it left to the hands of the ref well you know what you know who has bad hands your receivers so how many countless of drop passes and just ditzy mistakes I guess is the best term to say it by his receiving core and we're starting to see what can happen and You know, when you look at somewhere like a Tyreek Hill and the Miami Dolphins, yes, they did win their Super Bowl without Tyreek, but now you start to see where, okay, more and more when you don't have a quality receiving core, how much more you need to work and how frustrating it can be. Because, again, you're the best. You're one of the best players in the league, hands down. And Patrick Mahomes, you have the best tight end in the league in Travis Kelsey and To not win these games, especially against lesser teams, it's going to get, it's going to start to chip away at you and eat at you. And that's exactly what we're seeing here for the Chiefs. Again, the Bills, who have been, my goodness, the Bills, just grinding out these wins when you least expect it. So let me backtrack a little bit for those that didn't watch the game. Essentially, that. Play or that penalty. The reason why it's a big deal is because it le- it did lead to a touchdown, which would have put the Chiefs ahead of the Bills, and hence the touchdown itself got negated. So that's why it's this bigger issue. It's not like it was a a simple play to gain like a first down. It 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 took away a touchdown, and the Bills ultimately won twenty to seventeen. So for everyone that didn't watch the game, that's what I should have started with. Is that that's why it's a, such a big deal to Patrick Mahomes because he feels like. It essentially costed them the win, but hey, well, that's what we've been seeing all day long. I mean, it to me, it wasn't at least as blatant as what game was it? Was it the Cowboys game last week? What game was it where it was like the receiver? It was a Green Bay game. Yeah, it was all, Green Bay, all, Kansas, all, Kansas City, yeah, all over his back, and then you know, calling on Jonathan Owens the hit on Patrick Mahomes, which should have been a legal, like, football play, and so yeah, all of that. The, the rest are inconsistent. That's they're bad. You can say it.
0: They're bad. They need. They need to have an overhaul of the officials. consistently bad. That is something that, like, I feel very confident saying is that this officiating crew—not this one specifically for this game—but this group of officials mm-hmm. needs to be vetted and redone because it—it it has been an embarrassment to the product of the NFL. It just so happens that last night wasn't that case. It wasn't in the Chiefs Bills game that the refs were the embarrassment. It was that players and coaches alike are complaining after the game in the one time that they are they don't actually have a case.
2: <laughs> and, and it's not like they're inconsistently bad, or, excuse me, consistently bad like the NBA, in terms of like no, you, you the NBA know. doesn't call traveling, the NBA doesn't call double dribbles, they don't call carries half the time, but for the most part, they are consistently don't call the you same You know calls. how the
0: game's going to get yeah. called.
2: <laughs> With the NFL, you just don't know. Like It's a guessing game. Detrimental calls in even, the game. Even yeah. in
0: the game. It's not the same throughout the game. They yeah. don't call yes. the same contact, same holding, same anything along those lines, which is why players get frustrated, which is once again why in this case I'm so confused by the frustration because for the first time in what feels like the f- all 14 weeks so far – the refs weren't to blame for this play. It was Kadarius Tony not checking with the official first, doing what every receiver does on every rep, every single play. I don't,
2: I don't get like, it. Is, the refs all the way on the sideline. What is he supposed to do? Excuse no, me. No, Hello. Stop it, Kadarius Tony. You're offside. Kadarius, back no. up a little bit, please. Anyways, got to step aside. When we come back, we will take a look at the playoff picture, actually, as we are just a few weeks left of the NFL regular season. I can't believe it. Sad face, tears face emoji that we only have a couple more months left of football. But when we come back, we'll let you know how the playoff picture is shaping up. And, man, Baltimore Ravens on the top, the team that I wasn't expecting to now that the Kansas City Chiefs are kind of eh, right now. We'll be back on Wake Up in the Den.
0: Back to More Wake Up in the Den in with Kukulay Agbayani on the Hawaii sports Radio Network 95.1 FM and AM 760. We fell in love
2: as the leaves turn brown and we could be together baby. Welcome back to Wake Up in the Den Happy Aloha Monday everybody beautiful day outside Oh, man. Before we get into the NFL a playoff picture, just to recap a little bit of the scores as Paul and I were like kind of chatting about it during that break. You know, talked about the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes' frustration. All, you know, as a Bears fan and as Paul being a Jets fan, all we can do is say, welcome to our world, Patrick Mahomes. Not just referee calls, but having players that are a little suspect in terms of how they play the game, just not Being entirely in tune with what's going on because we've seen that all the time in terms of the players that are on the Jets and the Bears in the past. And like anything else, when you win... All of the bad calls all of a sudden do not matter as much. Like, okay, so the Bears <laughs> shockingly won, beat the Lions 28-13. I can't imagine. I still am trying to wrap my head around it. But there was a there was a call that was clearly should have been called intentional grounding on Justin Fields. But you know what? It wasn't. And <laughs> all good. <laughs> it
0: was a great no call.
2: <laughs> we'll take it. So it happens all the time, right? And you're going to feel differently when your team wins or loses. That's what happens, and Paul was talking about it during uh, the half or during the break. And the Jets, I mean, wiping out the Texans 30-6. to Yes, C.J. Stroud had to leave the game. However, the Jets were clearly in control even before C.J. Stroud left. So that was kind of the shocking thing for me watching this game. Zach Wilson, over 300 yards back, baby. (laughs)
0: <laughs> they scored three touchdowns. I didn't know that's a month's worth of touchdowns for the Jets. This season, they had scored, I think, nine touchdowns or 10 touchdowns coming into the game. It, it I legit, I joked with you that I didn't know the Jets were allowed to score 30 points, but it was like semi serious where it's like we finally saw the vision for this team, right? Where. Maybe Nathaniel Hackett wasn't so bad all along because it was a creative game plan. There were guys running open, and Zach Wilson was hitting throws and letting his guys make plays for him. Garrett Wilson looks like an all-pro receiver when he gets the ball in his hands. Crazy, who would have thought that? Brees Hall is essentially the secondary receiver for the Jets right now. And the biggest thing is that Jets defense that you've probably heard about ad nauseum this year where they finally were able to play with a lead in the second half and just pin their ears back. The pra- or the pass rush all over C.J. Stroud, part of the reason why he ended up having to leave the game, mm-hmm. is also, to, to be fair, a very gross game, very gross day out, rainy, cold, whatever. Yeah.
2: Hence why the 0-0 score.
0: Yeah, it was not a great first half. But nonetheless, the Jets' cornerbacks were as strapped up and locked down as they come. It was a all-around impressive performance from the Jets, Where it's like, where has that been all year? And that's, the question is consistency. And that's where I'll bring it back to you and your team because it's with every bad team or every mediocre team, the reason they are that is not because they don't have talent. Like all of these teams have an incredible amount of talent. These are the best football players in the world. But those little things, well, they make a pretty big difference. And, well, this time our teams, they ended up, making the difference in a positive way and getting those wins this past weekend.
2: Yeah, more wonkiness in the NFL. As Paul mentioned, uh, the Jets-Texans game was 0-0 at the half. Another game that was also 0-0 at the (laughs) half were the Vikings-Raiders game. It was like the first time in like... A, a many, many years, like maybe before the Super Bowl era. I don't know. But I, they said it on NFL Red Zone like it was the first time in a very long time that two NFL games on a Sunday were tied at or were scoreless, excuse me, not tied, but scoreless heading into halftime. But And the Vikings, at least with the Jets-Texans game, it did get a little more interesting offensively in the second half. The Vikings beat the Raiders 3 0 <laughs> I'm sure our Scott Robbs is happy. a win is a win. I, and we saw him last night at the Stan Sheriff Center and I told him I was like, hey, good game by the Vikings. He's like, yeah, I'll take it. Three0 win. That's all it. Winning is at the end of the day. All you need is that number in the win column. and that's Solid what it said is. it.
0: They don't ask how they ask how many. <laughs> and guess what? One win yesterday for the Vikings and no matter how ugly it was, no matter how frustrating I'm sure it was for Vikings fans to watch. Feels a lot better when you get a W at the end, at the completion of that game.
2: Yeah, it was it was purely won- another wonky thing going on right now. We had Browning leading the Bengals to win. Hey, what
0: is going on what?
2: there? 34-14. All of a sudden, I feel like my Super Bowl yeah, prediction your Super Bowl is alive prediction again. Isn't like dead I don't anymore. I don't even know what to expect from these NFL teams. And going back to the Bears, also, like now I almost feel like, all right, so they're sitting at five and eight, and I'm like, you know, Justin Fields is starting to look a lot better. Maybe Matt Eberflus deserves to get a little more leeway. You know, as Bears fans, we're just so impatient because we've seen the team have talent, and it just sucks to suck basically and see teams like the Green Bay Packers who again feel like they're still going to be good. They play tonight against the New York Giants favored by 6 and I honestly think they're going to blow out the New York Giants. Uh Dolphins Titans the, the double header of Monday Night Football. This is pretty fun you guys. A Dolphins favorite, two touchdown favorite over the Tennessee Titans but with the oh, Bears Oh,
0: Titans.
2: How I was joking like all right, why are the Bears winning? Now I'm kind of enjoying it because mainly because the Panthers continue to lose uh, 28-6, to so the Bears own their 2024 NFL draft pick, and I'm going to be good with it, especially also seeing the uh, personality and attitude show of Caleb Williams this past season. I'm not as high on him. As I used to be, I can't jump on the Drake May train yet because, That's again, fine. still PTSD with the UNC. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., though, has not declared yet, and some are saying that he might stay because of that NAL money. He would be the number one target that I would want for the Bears. We see what DJ Moore has been doing for Justin Fields. Getting another guy like Marvin Harrison Jr. would just be phenomenal. So with Caleb Williams, he has the talent, obviously, as Patrick Mahomes but doesn't have the same aura and personality that is Patrick Mahomes as much as I kind of ragged on him in that first segment about complaining to the refs. For the most part, again, I think he's a great teammate. He's a good guy. He's a great face of your franchise. Caleb Williams is a little questionable in terms of who I want to be the head or the leader of the franchise. So with that being said, I'm all good with the Bears keep winning. And if, as long as the Panthers keep losing, I think the Bears will be looking pretty good going into the 2024 NFL Draft. We're back, baby. Super Bowl next year. (laughs) I'm
0: counting it. (laughs) I I told you off air, Coop. The Jets, if they win next week, they've sucked me back in because reports are coming out from TMZ that Rogers is is expected to be medically cleared to return for the Christmas Eve game against the Commanders. And if that's the case and the Jets are somehow mathematically alive in the playoffs... Uh, I I have been fully sucked back in and they're gonna win the Super Bowl. Uh I, I would re I'd change my the story is there, Ku. Um <laughs> where we went from I hope we pick second overall to You're we're like, picking wait a minute. we're <laughs> picking thirty second, Koo. I don't know what to tell you at this point. It's
2: just funny how we're like it's the peaks it and valleys
0: like we, of the we, NFL season. Like our season. teams
2: have exactly the same record right now, and like they oh, showed, the vibes they showed be glimmers different. of this hope. Both teams won. I I kind of joked with Paul yesterday. I texted him like after the game had ended, but I did start crafting like the tweet in midway through the fourth quarter of both games because I'm like, oh my gosh, are they really playing this good? And they're both gonna win, and because I'm so used to to either. The Bears being Bears or the Jets being Jets. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to text this right now because my sports self just believes in sports jinxes. And like, I'm going to hold out until the game is over. And I did. And luckily both of us, because, you know, we have that strong mana that we could totally affect the NFL game if I had so, sent that text. So, so
0: <laughs> I'll tell you this because I I am on Twitter for most of Sunday. And a lot of it is looking at Jets fans' reactions. (laughs) And it's a lot of fun because they are some of the craziest people on this planet. It's very funny. And with that, I see some Jets fans who are celebrating because it's hard to win in the NFL. It's hard to win games, period. When you go up each level, it gets harder and harder and harder. Players don't play to tank. Coaches don't coach to tank. That's how you lose your job. That being said it's funny to see the fans who are up in arms emotional that the Je- the jets they did it again they're ruining the tank and blah 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 <laughs> i can't believe it there this is why we always stink you know we did it with trevor lawrence and you know we got zach instead and blah 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 and to those people i say we've been losers for the last 13 years and, and i mean losers Enjoy the wins, man. Enjoy them. And guess what? At the end of the day, the chips will still fall where they may because the Jets were never going to lose out. They, their defense is too good. They have too many bad teams left on the schedule. Yep. They were going to sneak out another win or two no matter what. So they weren't going to pick second overall and get Drake May and all of this stuff <laughs> because also part of that, it would have needed the Giants to win another game, the Bears to win another game, and all of these things for strength of schedule. So for fans like my friend who I saw yesterday on Twitter, just absolutely losing his mind over the Jets winning, for fans like that, not just for the Jets, but for bad teams in general, I promise you it is okay to root for wins no matter what you are rooting for. Your rooting interest has no impact one way or another on how the game's outcome comes out.
2: Except for mine. Except as, for ours. Just, again, we just have that strong mana that will totally affect the outcome of, of an NFL game. Speaking of winning, though, teams that keep on winning, as we mentioned earlier, the Baltimore Ravens over the L.A. Rams in overtime, 37-31. Uh, I didn't get to see that final score of that game. But for now, I will say sorry to our Michael Lescaro because <laughs> he's a Rams fan. So didn't get to get that win. Also, uh, the 49ers, again, another one of my NFL prediction slash my futures bet that I put in when I was in Las Vegas this past time to win the NFC 28-16 over the Seattle Seahawks. However, no Geno Smith, right? So eh, take that how you must. And probably the the funniest memes I saw on Sunday were the Cowboys coming up over the Eagles 33-13. Shout out to all of our many, many Cowboys fans that we have because we didn't have the game on yesterday because we did bring you uh, college basketball. However, I feel like Sunday Night Football, you guys were probably in tune and watching it elsewhere, but 33-13 over the Eagles. How about them boys? But then, so I saw funny memes because it was like stuff like, you know, movie scenes where someone is like crawled up in the corner and, you know, Eagles Eagles fans realizing that them boys might actually be them boys. <laughs> I love the Internet, but (laughs) taking a look at the playoff picture as it stands right now in the AFC. This is obviously for week 14 and still a few more teams to play this afternoon. But nonetheless, we take a look at it. So for the playoffs, in case anyone doesn't know, the top or the team with the best record and after tiebreakers, yada, 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 it gets the first round by. But the top four uh, leaders in each division make the playoffs and then the three are left to the other three are left to the best records after that Uh, so right now at the top of the AFC are the Baltimore Ravens at 10 and 3 first place in the AFC North The Miami Dolphins are first place in the AFC East who would be the two seed the Kansas City Chiefs as we mentioned earlier womp womp would potentially have to play on the road in the playoffs as they are the top of the AFC West but third overall and the Jacksonville Jaguars first in the AFC South and just behind the Kansas City Chiefs at eight and five. And then the teams that would be first in are the Cleveland Browns.
0: They've started three different oh my quarterbacks. Gosh, this I can't year. believe they're even like Joe. Here. The statue of Joe Flacco is standing in the backfield now. My playing goodness, quarterback. For Joe them, Flacco. Just for when you think yards.
2: just when you think Joe Flacco should not be in the league anymore. He starts putting together like an incredible. But oh, I can't even still elite. I can't even because I just hate the Cleveland Browns. Ugh. anyways, but they're over there at five. The Steelers are at six. Yes, they had an ugly loss to the Patriots. However, fortunately, you know, with the Colts and the Texans losing, they're kind of snucking in there. Thanks to Paul Brecht's Jets for being in the Texans. The Steelers can be appreciative of that. But of course, still a lot more to play. And then the Colts are over there rounding out the seven in the AFC. Who's in the hunt? Oh, the Jets are like all the way at 14, but <laughs> the Texans the jets
0: are still in the it, hunt. They are. They That's are my favorite part.
2: So in the hunt are Texans, Broncos, Bengals, Bills, Chargers, Raiders, Jets and Titans. So literally everyone in, in the AFC is it's,
0: still in the hunt because it's been such it's a been gauntlet. Wonky. Everybody yeah. beats the living tar out of everybody. It is truly incredible how each week is so unthinkably random <laughs> like it's truly that's been incredible not
2: even the afc i just feel like that's just been the nfl this season in general and i'll tell you and I'll tell you the odds in just a little bit. But looking at the NFC picture, the Niners, no surprise there. At the top, first in the NFC West, followed by the Dallas Cowboys, first in the East, the Detroit Lions. But the NFC North, has—that's one that's one that's been a little wonky so far this, this season. It's gotten a lot
0: tighter than uh, <laughs> yeah. we might have thought it was going to be at the start of the year, that's for sure.
2: Yep, so the Detroit Lions and then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, actually. This is gross, but it always every year this happens where it's like because a division is so incredibly bad. You'll it's have a always team the South It's that either are, the NFC or so the true. AFC South every so the, single year. So the Buccaneers six and seven, but first in the NFC South. So they would be in the playoffs technically and by right home game <laughs> oh my
0: because they win a division.
2: So gross. It's so weird. Uh, but and then the next up would be the Philadelphia Eagles. And that's where it's wonky, right? Because just because that's how the playoffs is the Philadelphia Eagles at 10 and 3 are technically behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they are second in the NFC East. So it's just that's how crazy it is. Like this is the NFL playoffs everybody in case you're not familiar with the way that it's set up. Minnesota Vikings second in the NFC North would be at the 6 and the Green Bay Packers, hey yo, NFC North, but the Bears get left out, but you don't know cuz the Packers are 6 and 6 and the Vikings are 7 and 6. Bears are 5 and 8 so anything can happen over the that next division few weeks is
0: also up in the air. We'll it's going to be it. a fun
2: finish to the season, Koo. It's crazy. It's getting crazy. Paul Paul, it might be a little obnoxious towards the end of the season in the studio, so we'll I see hope what is.
0: That would be fun. That <laughs> mass chaos is what we're rooting for here in wake up in the den studios.
2: Yeah, I really hope the best of the best teams like The Ravens, the Cowboys, the Niners, like I just hope they all stay healthy because essentially you do want to see the best of the best. And all those teams would be a lot different should they lose like one of their key players. So hopefully they stay. Everyone stays healthy heading into the playoffs. But right now, as it stands, I know we're way up against the clock, but want to give you guys, you know, the final odds or the current odds. Anyways, Super Bowl favorite now. Chiefs all dropping all the way down in this favorites category the 49ers plus 260 favorite to win the super bowl significantly ahead of the baltimore ravens who are 6 to 1 odds to win the super bowl so you got the 49ers and now the ravens odds via betmgm the dolphins are right behind the ravens at plus 650 and followed by the cowboys at 7 to 1 and the chiefs who are also at 7 to 1 and the eagles all the way down at plus 750. So quite the flip flop that we have gotten throughout this NFL season, because I feel like consistently, hence why we haven't talked about the futures for a while. It's always been Chiefs, Eagles, Niners at the top. Now it's really started to flip flop. But after the Eagles, it's a significant drop off to the Bills who are at 20 to one. Let's see where our teams are, Paul. The Jets are at 750 to one.
0: I might just sprinkle a dollar on that just (laughs) for fun. Because, like I said, Rogers maybe on December 24th if the Jets come up with an upset win. Like I said, it's been a wonky season. Koo. Who the heck knows?
2: I'm trying to seven fifty. Yeah, sorry. I'm like I'm trying to count. I'm, I'm tossing. I'm tossing some I'm on trying that. to right count now. the zeros. It's fun. I'm trying to count the zeros on the Bears <laughs> on <just a> second. <laughs> so technically, no. The it's, well, it's funny Please. because the Bears are actually. I was going to say, should right be the, terribly far. Well, the Jets are listed, or, or the Bears are listed right after the Jets, but they're along with the Raiders and Chargers and Titans at 1,000 to 1. <laughs> so Jets are 750 to 1, and the Bears, Raiders, Chargers, Titans are 1,000 to 1 to win the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, that feels about right.
2: so anyways it's it's been wonky i'm so excited that for this next few weeks of the regular season in the nfl and then we still got obviously college football uh, and all that awesome playoffs and bowl games coming up but when we come back we are going to talk about the game yesterday between uh manoa and hpu men's basketball next on wake up in the den
1: Wake Up in
0: the Den with Ku'ule Ogbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760.
2: back to all of you the beautifulest of all the beautiful people let's wake up in the den Kule Agbayani alongside paul brecht in the den dance party christmas dance party
0: <laughs> i always enjoy when you put that one on in for our bump music i always get a nice little dancy dance in
2: so that's my favorite one because the title it's called Santa got silly off the eggnog.
0: <laughs> I was curious what he was getting silly off of because a little look into the den for the beautiful people ah. on my screen here for our bump music, it only says Santa got silly off the, and that's it, that's where it stops. So I I wasn't sure what Santa was getting silly off of. and Off the eggnog. Personally, I also like to get silly off the eggnog, so I'm glad to hear that Santa and I share that in common. <laughs>
2: Yeah. So it's probably one of my favorite Christmas beats that we use, but more so, too, because the I mean, you can't go wrong with that title. It just matches the vibes. I love it. Hope everyone gets a little silly off the eggnog as well. Responsibly, of course. Always responsibly. It's it's that time of the year. I love it. Anyways, another thing that's the time of the year is college basketball if you guys missed the game yesterday we will have it available to listen to on demand at hoysportsradio.com or wherever you get your podcasts but uh, almost like it's funny because it felt like halftime got away from us yesterday as well because <laughs> you guys know we can talk all about especially these two teams who we follow very very closely being HPU and UH Manoa and <laughs> the breaks got away from us during halftime like we were just you know, went to break we following the to half. Break just started talking about it. Had like one of our breaks in halftime, and then we had to cut our break short coming from going from halftime to the second half because it's just oh, we're already done. Oh, okay. But nonetheless, there was a lot to say. Hence, the post game definitely couldn't just. We could have stayed there for like thirty minutes or more, talking, breaking the down the entire game. Kind of got rushed off by the fire alarm. But, I mean, nobody seemed to be freaking out, so it was okay. Everybody was
0: very calm for Stan Sheriff allegedly being on fire. Yeah. <laughs> it was not on fire. It's kind um, of like you
2: look around and you're like, all right, nothing's going on. It's
0: just a flashing light. And I'm like, uh, okay. What Whatever. What
2: is going on? Sure. <laughs> Coach
0: came back out on the court. He's talking with people. Not us. Not me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we chuckle you guys because it's been a running joke like the last few days you know the especially when i was out at the the uh basketball dinner on friday and just being called out by coach Gannat for being with the enemy you know quote unquote the enemy because that's the opponent of the the day and and you know it's all in jest i get it but it's just kind of funny to joke around i have when we got to the game i was walking past the a UH bench, and then uh, Coach Brad Davidson kind of looked at me, gave me a little bit of a stink eye, and again in a joking way. This is all a joke. Like I love those guys, but it's just it's just so funny to think about, like being on the other side, on the enemy <laughs> side.
0: <laughs> uh, it was super funny because post game, obviously we're walking out and we pass. Coach Cannot. it really was just a, a joking cold shoulder where he he very much so looked directly at. No, who. but
2: so I don't think so because after I saw his face, he clearly had something on his mind, and then oh, it made I'm me sure. think about what Coach Beeman said, Ooh, where she was like, fair. "I don't see you, like that's I don't totally care." So I, I honestly don't even think like. It was. I
0: prefer to think he gave you the cold shoulder. No. In Jeff's though, I think that's. I think that's more fun. You're gonna tell yourself that. I'm gonna tell myself that, especially being that I know the next media avail. he'll definitely give me a nice ribbing <laughs> as well. I'm gonna ask a question. He'll be like, "Oh, why are you here? Why don't you go over to HPU?" <laughs> anyways tons of love to both sides yeah
2: we got the jokes in but (laughs) we should probably take okay we're gonna take a break and then when we come back we will get to the actual meat and potatoes that was the game itself but i just kind of we just kind of had to let the jokes come out for a little bit as we only had a little bit of time left but we'll be right back uh to close out the show with the actual men's (laughs) basketball talk next on wake up in the den
0: Back to more, wake up in the den with Kuule Agbayani on the whole Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM AM760.
2: You keep on coming and a coming, baby. Please stop rocking my boat. Cause I'm ready to rock. Honey, don't say it if you lying cuz i came here to water down your road. so baby why shoot down this just n- makes me want to go to the beach eat some poke <laughs> hang out it's a beautiful day outside that's why so i'm like this is like pure beach vibes have some maoli playing ah it's a beautiful lucky, monday lucky we live hawaii oh my so, gosh yes looking at you football players on the transfer portal <laughs> come, come to the land of opportunity and beautiful weather
0: Those five commits that we did end up getting this past weekend, though, those who smartened up and were like, hey, this is where I want to be. And another official visit upcoming this week for the football team as well. Mm So the offseason in full swing already for the Bows. And
2: potentially a signing in nine days. Hopefully. fingers crossed hopefully we'll definitely get into all of the commitment talk and everything tomorrow so be sure you guys tune in because looking good so far for the bows and potentially a big signing and maybe maybe a few of them maybe a crystal ball we'll get the backup Oregon qb i'm just saying again land of opportunity Anywho, want to stick to base or baseball basketball basketball. I also <laughs> would have
0: loved to talk baseball, but that's for basketball. another day, too. Basketball is where we're going, though, with HPU and UH from last night, I believe.
2: Yeah. All right. So Hawaii, uh, UH Manoa coming up on top 78-53 over Hawaii Pacific University. But you know what? It started off to be a very competitive and close game. However, Hawaii pulling away and Oh man, it's so crazy cuz like I said we we follow both teams intensely so it's like how do we kind of keep ourselves organized cuz it's easy to be like squirrel and be like oh, you know, this player on this team and this player on this team. I'll start with the defensive end obviously or actually I'll start with the defensive end for uh, Hawaii in terms of having the correct plan to shut down Melo Sanchez, HPU's leading scorer. Uh, They had Noel Coleman on him majority of the game, and you could tell that was all the difference. I mean, Melo could not get open. Noel did what he does best in playing defense. He was Hawaii's best defensive player last season. Now he gets the help defensively from Matthew Cotton who did find himself in foul trouble however so did not play majority of that first half but either way he did his thing on Melo because he essentially went quiet Melo Sanchez only having and I say I use this loosely because usually we're used to his 17 and a half point that he averages but only having 10 points yesterday and those were points that he really had to work for like coming off the screen and just turn turn and jump and shoot and fortunately it went in similar to what we've seen from Juan Munoz in terms of his hitting from outside but that's something that Juan just does naturally Uh, but Melo Sanchez really had to work hard for those 10 points nonetheless I don't think Hawaii was expecting what Diggy Winbush brought to the table Diggy being the leading scorer at 18 with 18 points and the five assists which made him our, yeah, you, player of the game yesterday for HPU. Other than that, Matt Van Komen, we kind of talked about it during the break, seemed like he was going to be trouble for the Bows when the big game first got started. And then throughout the game, he somewhat disappeared, surprisingly, because he was the tallest player on the court, as much as we always admire on like a Morsec or Bernardo da Silva for their height on the Manoa side. I mean, Matt Van Comen was clearly could have made himself even more of a threat than what happened yesterday. So that was kind of shocking to see. Defensively, HPU just lost track of the players of UH, and not UH is on paper the better team, hands down. They yes. they've got talent this year. They're the best team. They're
0: seven and one, and for a reason, a legit seven and one. Yeah. At that.
2: But I think HPU didn't do them any themselves any favors by the way that they lost track of the players sometimes on defense could have played a bit tougher on defense, but this, this is what, this is why they play this type of exhibition game against better competition, because now you can really see the holes and what you need to work on, because even though they've squeaked by a lot of the recent opponents, that five game win streak that they had were all decided by what, like six points or less. So they, they have the ability to close out games However, the competition they face is a lot more even to them. But going into Pac West play, they're going to play some really, really good teams. I mean, Art you beat Chaminade yesterday. So this is a good game for the Sharks to play so that they can really see the holes because they were obvious yesterday. But, but playing a team like UH Manoa, who has that speed, who has size, who works together tremendously as a team. I mean, you're never going to face a shooter like Juan Munoz, thankfully, in the Pac-West this season. Yeah. So, taking Juan out of the game, there are still a lot of things they can fix defensively and, of course, offensively being that. Just be a little more tough. Go stronger to the basket. Stop thinking about trying to draw the fouls when you go up to the basket. Go for the basket, and then if a foul gets called, then it gets called. But you're not doing yourself any favors, again, if you're just always looking to try to get the foul.
0: Yeah. Yesterday, like you said, it magnified a lot of the holes that are still there for this HPU Sharks men's basketball team. And purposefully so, like you said, it's an exhibition where they play against a higher level of competition in preparation for West play. And even before that, they have their hoops in Hawaii Classic where their first round game is against San Bernardino, who is an exceptional Division II team if you keep up with the Division II men's basketball landscape. And this is going to be a tough tournament for them. They wanted to get ready for it. And to do so, they schedule a team in Hawaii where you have the size that will actually challenge you. And that's something that HPU hasn't really faced this year. They didn't Mm -hmm. face a team with... Multiple 6'10 plus guys who are stronger than Tucker Palicci and Matt Van Komen and Mai Dusenich and all of their bigs down low. Charlie Weber, I want to say, he played well yesterday, I thought, as he continues to work his way back from injury for the start of the season. But you're right. It's the toughness from the Sharks that was kind of disappointing yesterday to see at times where you see them get pushed off their spots, get kind of, I don't want to say manhandled because it wasn't necessarily that, but... It was Hawaii dictating the way Mm -hmm. that the game was going to be played oftentimes instead of HPU also enforcing their will on a Hawaii team that they went in. I mean, it was 2020 midway through the first half, and if not for a Juan Munoz Wild 3 then who knows what it turns out to, but that three, it snatches back the momentum, a timeout from Hawaii, they come out with their hair on fire from the timeout defensively, and from there, outside of Diggy Winbush, nobody really does much of anything for HPU last night. Diggy Winbush does put up the third most points since 2006 for HPU Sharks-Benz basketball players against a Division I opponent. So shout out Diggy as he continues his very nice start to the season, Mm -hmm. the defending PacWest player of the week as well. But yeah, a a lot more that you want to see and a lot of corrections that the Sharks have to make during this week of practice ahead of their hoops in Hawaii Classic.
2: Yeah, and hopefully the bunnies will start to drop. That was kind of getting a little frustrating towards the end of the game. Because it wasn't for a lack of looks. They were getting themselves open, especially under the basket, and it just was not falling for the game. Uh, The Sharks shot 40% from the field, 45% from three, where they were 5-for-11. Meanwhile, with the Rainbow Warriors, 52.5% from the field, and 8-for-21 from long distance with Juan Munoz just...
0: Just lighten
2: it up. You guys, you guys have to... when he got injured, a lot of people were saying, "Like, dang, this is it. Sucks to lose him because he is his unofficial nickname was Baby Steph after Steph Curry." And you know you don't you don't believe it until you see it. And so far this season, man, Juan Munoz has been proving to be just that in Baby Steph. So you guys got to come out support both squads. But you'll definitely hear us talk a lot about them throughout this show. But we got to go for Paul Brecht. I'm Kule Agbayani. Mahalo for listening. It's been Wake Up in the Den.
0: Bye.